It was Mother's Day, another holiday that the left likes to tear down. Let's talk about that. Joe Biden is being inclusive again, and Daniel Penny, the man who protected a subway train from Jordan Neely, a convicted criminal, is bringing America together, and I don't think he meant it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great Mother's Day. I hope you had a great weekend. And that leads us to probably our first story. Um, we had a great Mother's Day. It was a very busy weekend. We had a birthday on Friday. Then we had another birthday on Saturday. And then we, we had Mother's Day on Sunday. Josie, of course, she wanted she wanted to know what I got her for Mother's Day. And I told her flat out, she's not my mother, so why would I get her anything? And she's, and she countered with, well, that's a cynical attitude. And I said, yeah, that's a cynical attitude, but it's true. Tell your daughters to get you something like a card or whatever. And, you know, that doesn't work out. And in a marriage, you have to kind of, so I got her baseball tickets. She was thrilled about that. We go next week. But still, why am I stuck doing this? I hate holidays like this. I absolutely hate holidays like this. They're Hallmark holidays. They're made to, to spend money and crap like that. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. My mother's dead. My grandparents are dead. Grandmothers are dead. I, I have no mothers in my life. Yes, Chad, I'm way ahead of you right now. Why am I... Got to do it. So I got her baseball tickets. And the reason I got her baseball tickets is because... I Well, I got her baseball tickets, a baseball cap, and a jersey. But... The reason I got baseball tickets is because I like baseball, so I figured, okay, we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll get her something she enjoys and something I enjoy. Of course, she knows that, and that's why I ended up getting her the cap and the uh, jerseys, because she knows that, well, I like baseball. But there are people in the world that don't like mothers, Mother's Day, and to be honest with you, they don't like mothers. The Washington Post, for example, is one of those outlets. So the Washington Post released an article called A Tennessee Teacher Planned a Mother's Day Class, Then the MAGA Rage. You know, when you see a title like that, it's by Greg Sargent, but you see a title like that, A Tennessee Teacher Planned a Mother's Day Class, Then MAGA Rage. You knew that you know this is going to be, a, it's an opinion piece, I grant it. But you know this is going to be such a bad opinion piece. And it was absolutely god-awful. It was god-awful. But let's go through it really quickly because it's worth seeing how the left continues to tear down our institutions and our holidays and all that fun stuff. So here it starts. By now, it's well understood that the right's effort to restrict classroom discussion are all about marginalizing LGBTQ people under the guise of protecting children. But they also harbor a less obvious aim, to convince parents that kids are under threat in the first place. That mild-mannered teacher over there, she just might be scheming to pervert and indoctrinate and snatch away childhood innocence. Well, yeah, that's exactly what we think. And do you know why we think that? Because that's exactly what teachers are doing. And do you know how we know this? Because we see them doing it. There are TikTok videos where they say they're doing it. They're on social media saying they're doing it. 
teachers, school administrators, school unions. They're not hiding any of this stuff. Not to mention, you can see where this is going. Okay, the right is restricting classroom discussion, the guise of protecting children. So right off the bat, you can see, okay, always listen to the language that these people use, all right? Because it makes the MAGA, I don't know where MAGA became a, a, a bad word. And by the way, it's not even a word, but MAGA has always become this bad thing. And the fact of the matter is, MAGA, well, MAGA, I know why they do it. They want to make it a parallel to white supremacy. So if you're a MAGA Republican, I'd say I'm even further to the right than a MAGA Republican. You're, you must be a white supremacist. Of course, that's an absolutely asinine statement. Okay, continuing, because it gets better now. Caroline Mikey, Caroline Mickey. A li- the librarian Alpine Crest Elementary School outside Chattanooga, Tennessee, just learned this the hard way when her idea for Mother's Day for a Mother's Day themed lesson came under sudden and heavy fire from parents in the area. Sudden and heavy fire. Oh my gosh, it must be a war. Um, the vitriol of the attack, again, the language, vitriol of the attack, those damn MAGA mothers. And the school district superintendent, uh, superintendent's rapid decision to cancel the, her lesson in response caught her off guard. It was overwhelming, Mickey told me. I didn't realize it was going to be quite this intense. Of course, we still don't know what the parents were bitching about yet. I wonder why that is. The saga started when Mickey sent out a notice to parents of a planned lesson in advance to Mother's Day. She wrote that the lesson would be, quote, sensitive to the fact that not all students live with their mother by celebrating those who aren't mothers but fill the motherly roles of our lives. Mickey notified parents that two books would be read aloud to kids from the kindergarten through the second grade. One was Stella Brings the Family about a girl who is unsure how to approach a Mother's Day celebration at school because she has two dads. And the other was Mother Bruce, about a bear who adopts a brood of goslings who believe he's their mother. Hey, happy Mother's Day! She's trying to convince men can be as good of mothers as mothers can. And of course, again, the language. Here, it, it, it's so foolish. So what you're trying to do, you're trying to bring in gay fathers and you're trying to bring trans mothers, which is actually a father. Okay, because trans women, which are men, can be women, which means they can be mothers. That's what she was trying to read on Mother's Day. Here's something wild and crazy. Couldn't she just read a book about mothers? I mean, yeah, there are kids who have two fathers, and those kids are going to be fucked up. And yes, there are kids who have a trans woman who is their father, and those kids are going to be fucked up. And yes, maybe that kid should have a discussion with the teacher. Personally, with a psychiatrist is what I think those kids are going to need a discussion with. But why are you bringing that up? It's still a very small percentage of the population. And either way, that does not mean that those men ought become mothers. They don't. 
They're just fathers. A trans woman is a father because he's not a woman. Two gay men, they're both fathers. They're not women. They have another holiday. It's called Father's Day. Continuing with the article, quote, we have students who don't have mothers for a variety of reasons, Mickey told me, but everybody, everyone has somebody who loves them the way that a mother does. That's not true either. I mean, there are orphans. There are kids who don't have mothers because their mothers have passed away. I don't see her reading any books about that. Um, continuing, uh, she offered parents the option of opting out of this lesson for their kids in keeping with the school's district policy. She offered them an alternate lesson. Mind you, it's the law in Nashville. They can't just sit back and, and throw a lesson like this in without saying anything. But here's the big question I have. Is this something teachers should be teaching? I think not. And that's all a parent's job. When Little Billy finds out that little Aunt Emily has two dads as her parents. Let the parents discuss that. That is not up to the teacher. Sorry, it's not. Okay, continuing. Then Moms for Liberty, which is restricting, there's there's another word, classroom discussion and getting books purged. Another, it's not, they're not getting books purged. They're actually getting rid of pornography, gay pornography from schools. Purged, though, from school libraries across the country, wheeled into action. You you hear the, you hear the, they're so aggressive. Oh, mothers for liberty. My God, what a horrid, horrid MAGA group. They're all white, must be white supremacists. Continuing, members of this chapter in the red-leaning area around the school in Hamilton County attacked the idea on social media and the in local newspapers as Leninist indoctrination, anti-Christian, and a threat to Western civilization. One woman called on locals to pray for children to guard them against the demonic threat posed by those school books. Listen to the language. This is absolutely terrible. Uh, Leninist indoctrination. Okay, attack the idea. Right, we're we're pouncing. This is Republicans pounce syndrome. Leninist indoctrination. Because Lenin was a good guy. Communism is a good thing. Anti-Christian. And one woman called it demonic. Because Christians are these wild, um, superstitious folk that are just evil. I mean, we're going to have another um, another one of those uh, Catholic... Uh, Things where we start hanging people and putting them in uh, Iron Maidens and crap like that. Ugh. Uh, a handful of particularly vocal parents in the area took the bait. That's because they are too stupid not to. They savaged, of course, savaged Mickey as a groomer. She is a groomer. And the enemy of traditional birth mothers. She is an enemy of traditional birth mothers because she believes that men could be traditional birth mothers. So yeah, she is the enemy of traditional birth mothers. Some in a long rambling rants, according to emails that Mickey showed me. Now I do want to point something else out. Outside of Mickey is a groomer, okay, is that they don't actually show any of these rambling rants and threatening emails and all this crap 
they, this this author never actually shows any of that. Kind of makes you wonder if they were rambling rants or if they received any emails. Because to tell you the truth, the only thing they needed to do was go to the superintendent and say you're breaking a law, breaking the law, and the superintendent would do what he did and say, okay, well, you can't do that. I mean, seriously, that's all he needed, and that's what they did, and that's what happened. I kind of doubt there were these long, rambling letters. If there were these long, rambling, threatening, insane letters, I guarantee you we'd hear about them. But we never do. After pressure, Hamilton County School Superintendent Justin Robertson canceled the lesson. According to an email from Robertson posted by the Tennessee Holler, a progressive local news site, he agreed that the lesson and the books were unacceptable material. Now, so far, all they've done is talk about the vitriol and hatred of the MAGA right mothers of patriotism or whatever the hell they're called. That's all they talked about. Now they get to what the book was about. So later in the article, it's hard to see why Stella Brings the Family isn't really about two dads. It's about the anxiety of not fitting in with other kids with traditional birth mothers and other kids' uncertainty about the situation. The protagonist is Mother Bruce, faces up the complications of acting as a mother to goslings despite being a male bear. Both books are listed on Amazon. Well, if it's listed on Amazon, Amazon is suitable. It must be suitable for kindergartners. Okay, so a bear, a male bear decides to raise a bunch of ducks, but you don't see any parallels with what's happening in the world today. No parallels whatsoever that might cause some conflict. Like, no transphobic things like me. I'm transphobic. I think that's all transing, accepting of trans. Like a man who dresses as a woman wanting to be called mama. That has nothing to do with it there. Wow. Wow. So, continuing with the article, there's nothing unusual about assigning books like these to readers in early grades, Jonathan Freeman, director of the Free Expression at Pan America, told me. They are written with young children in mind. Of course, they're written to indoctrinate young children. That's why they're written. Yes, there's no volatile sex. That's other, that's other books that we're trying to get banned. Uh, acknowledging the real world in which children find themselves, a world in which parents can, parental figures can differ. Hiding these facts from children does no favors either for them or for society they inhabit, end quote. I asked Robertson to elaborate on his thinking, but he has yet to do so. Wherever his rash, whatever his, re, you gotta, you gotta, you, these writers of the Washington Post don't know how to write. Whatever his rationale, I fixed that word. This chapter of Moms of Liberty is already known for regularly employing scorched earth tactics, of course, including hurling MAGA-type pedophile smears at foes. You can see why the educator might want to make the Moms of Liberty assault go away as quick as possible. Um, okay, first off, uh, being a groomer doesn't necessarily mean you're a pedophile. But I bet you a dollar this chick is into transing kits. Okay, which would make you really kind of leaning towards pedophile. I also bet you a dollar this chick supports 
LGBTQIAL whatever. And that group is beginning to embrace pedophilia. So yeah, I don't want my kids groomed in that kind of ideology because that ideology is beyond toxic. It's poisonous. So yes, you are a groomer. You're indoctrinating kids. That makes you a groomer. As usual, the Washington Post does not have any responses from the other other side. It does not talk up. They don't interview one of these mega type uh, foes. They don't interview anybody that could give a a an argument against this crap. Do you know why they don't do that? Because they have no argument. There is no argument. Here's the reality. My argument would be simple. A gay man is a father. Two gay men in the same household are two fathers. There's no mother involved in the situation. And no, that is not good for the kid. A man who thinks he's a woman is not a mother. That's a father. And no, that situation is not good for the kid. And no, we should not sit there and support that crap. Do you know who's a mother? A woman. And do you know who you're demonizing here? Women. You're basically saying the best mothers are also men. So let's ignore the women. Let's get rid of Mother's Day altogether. Let's make it all Father's Day. It's sick. And yeah, I, I think the mothers for moms for liberty, they're absolutely correct here. Keep this crap up. And this crap, we need to push this stuff away. Because the main goal here, the main goal of this whole thing is to eliminate the family altogether. The standard family, father, mother, child. That's the standard family. They're trying to eliminate that. Father, father, child. That's accepted. Boom. I'm sorry, two fathers for a child. Not good for the child. Mother, trans woman, which is a man. Mother. Not good for the child. It's not, and it, 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 it's just a way to destroy the institution of marriage. And they love doing that. Okay, I spent a lot more on that than I wanted to. So let's talk about Joe Biden bringing America together again, because that's what he's really good at. Uh, so he was at a college graduation at Howard University, and he decided to go the route that he always goes on when he's really in trouble, especially in the polls. Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. Everything is racist in 2020. That's right. Everything is racist. So according to Fox News, conservative Twitter users ripped President Joe Biden for claiming that white supremacy is, quote, the most dangerous terrorist threat, end quote, in America during a commencement speech at Howard University this weekend. Critics accused Biden of using the opportunity to inflame racial tension in the United States. The 46th president addressed the graduates from the historic black college at Washington, D.C.'s Capitol, one area Saturday, speaking to them about the threats they face from the division among their country. Here's what he said. It's a little long, but let's listen. 
We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. From the start, it's been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal, and the worst of us, the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to st stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. We can finally resolve those ongoing questions about who we are as a nation that put strength of our diversity at the center of American life, the future that celebrates and learns from history, a future for all Americans, a future I see you leading, and I'm not, again, exaggerating. You are going to be leading it. Again, let's be clear. There are those that don't see you and don't want this future. There are those who demonize and pit people against one another. And there are those who do anything and everything, no matter how desperate or immoral, to hold on to power. And that's never going to be an easy battle. But I know this, the oldest, most sinister forces may believe they'll determine America's future, but they are wrong. We will determine America's future. Guy is such an asshole. I, I swear to God, anyone who votes for this guy... By the way, this speech was not embraced by a bunch of students at Howard University. They were asked... A couple were asked after, what did you think? And they basically said, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad and he's doing a lousy job so white supremacy is the greatest threat to the united states i mean not that our border is bringing in ten thousand people a day and they're just being released into the country not china not terrorism by the way there was an afghan on the terrorist watch list that was caught in california trying to cross the border it's white supremacy question for you when was the last time we had a white supremacist attack? Do you, do you know? Do you know? Because I've got a feeling if there was a white supremacist attack, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, Reuters, the AP, they'd all be reporting it for years. But they don't seem to be reporting. I mean, January 6th, happened and we're still hearing about January 6th. So where is all this white supremacy that we're hearing about? We hear a lot about crime and most of the crime is black on black crime. A lot of crime is black on white and black on Asian crime. You don't hear a lot of white on black. I mean, they are, which will be the next story. And yes, I'm going to go over again. Uh, we hear, we heard white supremacy when this Daniel Penny put a convicted criminal in a chokehold and the guy died three days later and suddenly that's white supremacy and that is a very weak case for white supremacy.
but they're using that. That's the best you can come up with. And of course, he talks about how he's trying to, you know, in the speech, in what he's saying here, how he's trying to unify the country. And yet he's dismissing 56, 60% of the country because we're white. This is a terrible human being. And everything he says, they want us to move back. They want us, you're doing that. You want to get rid of our stoves. You want to get rid of our water heaters. You want to get rid of our air conditioners. Who's bringing us backwards? This man is an absolute, just terrible. And like I said, a lot of people, they ain't buying it. They they are not buying it. Okay, let's get to our last story. And this is a good one. An attorney, and this is not even a bad story. I think this is a positive story. An attorney representing Jordan Neely's family uh, decided to make a statement on Friday. Now, if you don't know Jordan Neely, Jordan Neely is the thug with a, a rap sheet as long as my leg who decided to walk on a train and start threatening people, including women, and he was put in a chokehold by a for a Marine, a decorated Marine, a combat Marine, and two other people were assisting him. One was a black man, and the other one apparently was a Hispanic man trying to subdue this guy. And three days later, the guy died. So, of course, what does this mean? Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. Everything is racist in 2020. Yep. So, this guy goes, this guy starts talking. And mind you, he's representing the Jordan Ely family. We'll get into that in a second. So, let's listen to this guy talk. No one on that train asked Jordan, what's wrong? How can I help you? He was choked to death instead. So for everybody saying, I've been on the train and I've been afraid before, and I can't tell you what I would have done in that situation, I'm going to tell you. Ask how you can help. Please. Don't attack. Don't choke. Don't kill. Don't take someone's life. Don't take someone's loved one from them because they're in a bad place. No one on that train said, you started out by saying, I'm hungry. I need food. I'm done with it. I don't know where to get food. I don't care if I die. I don't care if I go to jail. I'm just done. No one said, here you are, sir. Let me meet your need or help you in a situation or give a word of encouragement. That's not what happened on that train. I, I, I love it that this guy is representing the family of this Neely guy. And by the way, uh, a little FYI, one of the witnesses who finally came out actually announced this weekend what really happened. And guess what? This was None of these people were in the position to ask this guy what they could do for him. He walked onto the train and he said this, quote, this is what she said. He said, quote, I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail because he would kill everybody on this train. I would kill every motherfucker and I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail, end quote. Do you think this guy 
is someone who, sir, would you like a drink of water? Would you like a sandwich? And he'd be satisfied with that? Just out of curiosity. And by the way, this 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 is really cynical. This is the lawyer for his family, and the family is screaming about the injustice. I got a couple of questions about the family. Neely was arrested 44 times. Where was the family during this? Were any of the family's victims, any family members, victims of this guy? Neely had a warrant for bat- battering a 60-something-year-old woman. Where, what does the family think about that? He was a drug addict. Where, where was the family during his drug addiction? He was mentally ill. Where was the family trying to get him the help he needed for his mental illness? He was hungry and thirsty? Wasn't his family providing him food and drink? I've got to say, probably not. He threatened, he threatened the passengers on the train. Tons of witnesses for that. And a lot of them weren't white. One of the passengers who helped Penny was black. The other one was rumored to be Hispanic. So it wasn't a race thing. Finally, when Penny passed out, um, Penny was helped to make sure that he could get air again. That's never brought up. That's on the video. You, Penny, the guy who put him in the chokehold, didn't leave the train. Penny um, uh, stayed there for the police. Penny was arrest was not arrested, but was questioned, was released by the police. No charges were brought on him. Neely also did not die on the train. He died three days later. Now, the, the initial autopsy said, oh, he died from a broken trachea. Well, wait a minute. How did they come up with that hours after the guy had died? Well, that was a big question a lot of the defense attorneys were asking too. And now they are performing an auto- a real autopsy to find out how he died. By the way, where was the family for all of this? These victims. Now the family are a bunch of victims. This is a cynical money grab. That's all this is. That's all this is. This guy was a piece of shit. This Jordan Neely was a garbage human being. And they're trying to make him into a hero because 10 years ago he used to beg money by dancing like Michael Jackson. That was 10 years ago. All that crap you see in the news media with him dancing like Michael Jackson, that was 10 years ago. He hasn't done that in 10 years. Well, here's the reality. Daniel Perry is going to get off of this. Either he's going to get off through a current trial, he's going to get off through a grand jury, which was just convened, uh, I believe, today. There is no way this guy is going to serve a second in jail. He's a hero and everyone knows it. But also everyone knows he is being demonized and he is being martyred. One reason we know he's a hero, one reason a lot of people know he's being martyred is not because of the media, not because of uh, any any protests for this guy 
But people around the country are taking out their pay, their pocketbooks and they're beginning to support him. According to Fox News, New York City veteran Daniel Perry, Perry's defense fund grew by almost half a million dollars in one day to over $1.5 million the next day. Penny, 24, was arraigned Friday on one count of second-degree manslaughter for fatally choking a 30-year-old Jordan Neely, who prosecutors say had been, quote, making threats and scaring people, end quote. Again, even Fox News. Well, that's kind of soft. That's not, he was walking around saying, I'm going to kill a motherfucker. I think it's a little more extreme than that. His lawyers, Thomas Keneff and Stephen Kaiser, launched a campaign Tuesday on the Christian on the Christian crowdfunding site Go, Give, Send, Go, which raised $1,097,282 as of Saturday afternoon and surpassed $1.5 million as of Sunday morning. And as of right now, it's over $2 million, $2.1 million as of right now. This is what America's about. This Americans see that this guy is actually a freaking hero. He's getting railroaded. He's being martyred under the leftist cause. He's being called a white supremacist. Even though no one is saying racism has anything to do with this. And he's probably going to get off. He's probably going to get sued. His life would probably... I mean, this guy was teaching hand-to-hand combat. This guy was a hero. He has medals for his service. This is a quality human being and he's being demonized. This is just an absolute terrible thing, but he is unifying most of the country because most of the country don't believe these idiots. They don't. This is what America is about. And yes, that's a positive. If anything, this Daniel, this Daniel Penny is going to bring people together. And that's a good thing. Okay, I hope you have a great day. Um, if you want to donate to Daniel, Daniel Petty's uh, fund, crowdfunding source, and it should stay up because it is a, a Christian-leading crowdfunding source. I know like a couple of sites have said, well, this will be shut down because of his criminal activity, blah, blah, blah. It won't be because it's a Christian site, and this guy did the Christian thing. Uh, visit dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, and the link is there. It'll be right underneath the story on its own. And donate. I did. I donated 50 bucks. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. <laughs>